Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and it's Georgia Hate Week. I got my buddy, Jared Davis. We both live in Georgia. I feel like we, we have a little bit more hatred than a lot of people just because we live in the state of Georgia towards the University of Georgia in football. You know what I'm saying, Jared? Am I making sense? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm an Auburn fan, so I'm supposed to dislike Alabama fans more. But um, honestly, been living in Georgia, it's probably them because that's that's what I'm around. I mean, every fan base has bad fans. I'm not trying to say Georgia has any worse, but that's just what I'm around. So it's big to me to win, um, and we have not done that a lot in this series in in the last you know several years. So yeah, uh, it's a big week, big week for me and you. Yeah, and, and I don't know if it. I think I've said this before, but maybe Georgia fans just seem like they're worse, not only because we're in the state of Georgia, but I think it also has to do with Georgia fans seem to be a little cocky, but they can't necessarily back it up all the time. So maybe that, that kind of gets under my skin, at least Bama fans, like they can be a little cocky because they can back up the play on the field. Georgia fans, they, I mean, they still haven't won since well before Auburn beat LSU. So (laughs) in Baton Rouge. Yeah, it's interesting. I do have several uh, level-headed buddies that I chat with constantly about football, um, and, and they're level-headed. But uh, I have run into to, you know several UGA fans in the state of Georgia who definitely you know they they their mentality is Ohio State, Bama, Clemson level, and you know they don't have the hardware for that right now. But um, it's probably coming because they are just loading up on talent. So. Um, but yeah, as of right now, I agree with you that you do run into to certain fans that have that mentality and, um, and not necessarily the hardware right now to back it up. Yeah. And, and you got to think with the amount of recruiting that Georgia has done of, of recent that they are going to get up there and they're, they're going to have some, uh, some more chances to win a national championship and it's probably going to happen. Uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's probably going to happen soon. Um, is this year? I think all Georgia fans are saying, yes, this is the year, but they say that every year. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Their thorn in their side has been, um, you know, we beat them in 2017, but it didn't really matter because they beat us in the SEC championship game. So they still got in their thorn in their side has been Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they can't, they can't get over that hurdle. And that's, you know, there's a lot of football to be played. Uh, most people think they'll win the East. If they do, that's going to be another hurdle. Most likely. Um, barring you know, Ole Miss or Auburn or Arkansas somehow winning the West, but yeah, they're going to have to they're going to, have to get over they're going to, have to get over that Alabama hurdle again. Yeah, and, and Alabama and Georgia are easily the top two best teams in the nation. So it, it, for Georgia and the SEC championship to get over them, 
and, and maybe again in the playoffs if that that matches up against them again. I that that's going to be. I mean, either way, it's going to be a tough one. But I, I think the way Georgia's playing defense right now, they're they're a tough team. Um, they're just gritty, and that's something that can win you championships. It's just a matter of can you can you put it all together on a weekly basis and uh, get yourself in a position to now get into the playoffs and win your playoff games. So I think Georgia's got a better shot than a lot of years, but they, they've, they've got to put it all together and keep doing it week in and week out. Yeah, their defense is so good. They threw the ball 11 times against Arkansas, completed six, I think, and they won 37 to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. Like, they didn't have to. They literally went out there and just ran the ball. They didn't have to get. Yep. They didn't have to get creative. They just played. They just manned up and beat you because they have a defense that they can rely on. Yeah, and that's it's impressive. I mean, their their team or their defense right now, they they're only allowing about 177 yards per game, and that's tough. That I mean, like any team, I I don't think any. Uh, I mean, maybe Arkansas was previously you know they've had really good offensive games but i don't think there's been any really good teams they've faced where it's like yeah they they definitely were good offense but i think that georgia's defense is still very very good um i mean if you throw out a couple more stats just kind of put in perspective like this defense is good they haven't had a touchdown or their defense hasn't allowed a touchdown since week three they're good and even that touchdown, I think, was a kind of a garbage time touchdown. So we're we're gonna have some. We got an uphill battle on offense. We're gonna have to come up with, I feel like, some pretty innovative stuff to move the ball against Georgia. I think the one good thing is, you know, think back to you know when we had Gus. I feel like Kirby Smart knew how to shut down Gus's offense. We got a different offensive coordinator and head coach now. And I think that there there's kind of this question mark, this uncertainty that this offense has for Auburn that, you know, maybe that's, that's enough to, you know, score some points on Georgia. I I feel like that's kind of yet to be seen, but I think that if we get some points, some good points on the scoreboard, I think it's, we pull some plays that we've only shown in practice and we haven't actually done in a game yet. I feel like that's that's going to be where where they come from. Yeah, um, yeah. Go ahead, Jared. No, I, yeah, I, I was. You know, it's going to be. I mean, I go back to. I think it was 2019. You know, this Georgia team's not much different than the last few that have come into Auburn. Um, you know, 2019, it was basically a very boring game, and George, Jake Fromm, um, I believe it was Fromm, um, hit a. Hit, they got one guy over the top in the second quarter for a big big gainer. And that's all they needed, you know, put them up. Yep. It, it was a very low scoring slugfest. And a lot of people are going to disagree with me. And I'm not trying to be a homer because I'm hard on, on Auburn. And I, I think Georgia is absolutely the better team. Um, but I, I think this one is going to potentially be closer than the national media thinks just because of how we have handled the run minus the first quarter of the Georgia State game. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, uh, except for that game, we've been fantastic against the run. That is what Georgia likes to do. Now, it also determines on is JT Daniels going to be healthy? Does he play or does Stetson Bennett? Stetson Bennett is a uh, it's a cool story. 
Um, but I think it totally changes the way they rely or don't rely on the run game. If JT Daniels is in there, then that's going to give them a lot more options. So um, I'm not saying we're going to win. I'm just saying uh, we do pretty well with what they want to do, which is run the ball. And if we're able to continue to stop the run, then it's just going to be a lower scoring game than, than a lot of people probably think. Yeah. I mean, I was even thinking the same about it depends on if Stetson Bennett or JT Daniels comes in for, for Georgia. If it's JT Daniels, I think they have a lot more passing options, but if it's Stetson Bennett, we're probably going to see a pretty vanilla run the ball pass. Like you said, a dozen times in a game, but they're going to run the ball and rely on that. Um, so this is going to be a, a slugfest. I mean, I think it's going to be a dirty game. Like not you know dirty in the you know, negative sense. It's just going to be the great. They're going to the offensive and defensive lines are going to be going at each other, and and this may be a good game for us uh, to have the mentality of we're going to win in the trenches, and we have to win in the trenches to to get this win. Um, and so I think that that part. I, I want to see that out of this Auburn team um, is kind of that tough. I mean, we keep saying blue collar, we're blue collar. We we're tough. I, I want to see it against a good team like Georgia. And uh, this, this will be a good game to kind of show off that. Um, let's go into our players to watch for offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, Jared on offense, who are you going to be watching for Auburn uh, in this game against Georgia? Well, it's not going to be Bo. I, I feel like Bo might have uh, crossed some uh, some you know invisible line, and and he's matured um, as a quarterback. So for after last week, so I think Bo's going to be okay. I'm going to look at probably Kobe and uh, Robertson at the wide receiver group. I'm going to choose two players. Um, we, I think they are the the two most dynamic we have. And somebody's going to have to make a play. Like, they're going to have to turn a, you know, seven-yard slant into a, you know, 50-yard gain. Like, somebody's got to go make a play um, in in the pass game. And so we need one of those guys to do it. So that's going to be the ones I'm keeping an eye on. How about you? I think I'm going to be watching Jerk West. Um, I think until Tank gets 100%, we're going to need Jerk West to to play well and, and have those big plays like he did against LSU. And and I think he's got the capability and the explosiveness to do some of that. Now it's just a matter of can he do it against Georgia's really tough run defense. And uh, this will this is a good test. Um, let's move on to defense. Who's your player to watch for defense for Auburn? Um, I'm probably going to uh, watch probably Owen Papo. Like, does he play? Is the big question I have there. Um. I know we did well last week against LSU without him, but you know that will really take a lot off of Zacoby McLean. If mm-hmm. Papo, I mean Papo, he's a he's a third year starter, so like, um, and he's a smart guy, and he's athletic, and you know we need all the athletes. We you know we don't have the depth Georgia has, so we need all the starters that we can get. So I think that's what I'm going to see. Does he suit up? Does he play? If he does, I'll feel a little better. Yeah, no, that's a really good one because. I think the combination of Zacoby and Papo at, at linebacker, especially since we know more than likely, I think uh, George is going to kind of hit Auburn and, and just run a bunch. Um, 
regardless of the quarterback, there's there's still going to be a good aspect of that. And if I, I think we have Papo in there as well, I mean Zakobi's really good, but I think if we have Papo, it kind of eases that load of of Zakobi. Well, what's the common denominator? The first three games, I know two of them were not against great teams, but up in Penn State, the common denominator of having a really good run stop uh, was we we had both of those guys, and then Georgia mm, State yep. first half we had neither of them. Um, <clears throat> Zacoby came in and shut that down in the second half, and and LSU just doesn't try to run the ball. So I think let's get back to that common denominator of having both of those guys in there. That might be what gets us back to you know being the the run stop defense that we were the first three games. Yeah, I think so too. Um, on defense, I'm going to be watching Smoke Monday. And, and just for the sole reason that when he's in pass coverage, I feel like sometimes he can be a little bit of a liability. And uh, I also think Smoke Monday, I'm going to be watching him because he, when he comes into the run, you know, to stop a run, he does usually a really good job of that. And I think if Georgia does attack us a lot with the run, Smoke Monday will be coming up closer to the line and hitting guys. And it, if I remember right, the the times Auburn has done really well against Georgia have been when our DBs and sec, and your safeties are coming out of out of the secondary and hitting guys still in the backfield when they're running. So, I think if Smoke Monday has a really good game, I think Auburn Auburn's defense will also have a good game. I like it. Who on special teams for Auburn are you going to be watching? Your favorite man, probably Oscar. Um, <laughs> I, I think um, you know. I think I think when a team, so I haven't watched enough Georgia games. Maybe they do this, but I don't know. If they take the top off of defense. You know, they just they just kind of bully you down the field. Well, when a team likes to do that, they have to have drives. You know, the more plays you make them run, the more chances for mistakes. So mm-hmm. if you can somehow pin them deep inside the twenty, you know, win the field position battle. Same thing with Auburn. Auburn struggles to take the top off of defense, and that scares me. Like, you've got to have big-time plays uh, to win games like this. So, I think Oscar's going to be a big deal. Uh, un- unfortunately, I would love to not see him at all, but um, I think he's going to be pretty busy, and, and he-, he could be the deciding factor maybe. Yeah, and he's done well for the last few games. I, I really liked how he's done uh, the kicking. I mean, like, I can't think of one where I was like, yeah, he kicked it way too low, gave the guy a good opportunity to run it back. He's done a good job, and I think he's going to be much needed um, for for us to do a good job on, on special teams. Um, I'm going to be watching Anders just because he did miss a couple field goals. One was blocked last week, but I I don't think he'll he'll have his you know confidence lowered. I, I mean, like I said, all three of those were 49 yards or longer. So I don't think his confidence is going to be down, but if we get in a scoring position and if we, we put him in, out there on the field, I, I want Andres Carlson to have the confidence to kick the field goals and kind of do what LSU did when, when we would stop him. He, you just, what was it? Cade for LSU. He just kept knocking down field goals. Yeah. He was money. So I want to see that from Anders this week um, and have him have a bounce back game. Hey Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs. 
especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Jared, let's go into our score predictions for this this uh, Georgia game. We preseason both predicted that Auburn would win by three points. Are you going to keep that? Change it now that we've you know seen Georgia's team. We've also seen what Auburn's capable of. What are you feeling at this point for your prediction? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised I picked Auburn would win that, but you know we just didn't know what everybody had. I, I don't. I think Georgia wins the game. Uh, it pains me to say it. I think they probably win by six. But six is uh, enough uh, room for error. You know, six is you know touchdown changes that. But um, I do think that very low scoring. And I think I think they do get the victory. Unfortunately, yeah. The the I don't know. Coming into this week, I've been kind of thinking about the same same thing. And I did predict Auburn to win. My philosophy going into it was everybody was overhyping Georgia. It's not their year. Okay, yada yada. Well, Georgia's pretty good. <laughs> Come to find out this year, and I I like I said, I think the lines at like fourteen or fourteen and a half for Georgia. So I don't, I don't think, like you said, I don't think it's going to be that, that big of a margin, but I still think Auburn loses. I think we might keep it around one score. So I'll say Auburn loses by seven points to Georgia, something like that. I will say, I think this, I think they're very similar to 2017 and Fromm is definitely better than Stetson Bennett. Now I don't know if Fromm was better than TJ Daniel. But I think the receiving group might have been a little better back then because I, I know they've had a couple of people hurt. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, they came in there in that game and, and literally were steamrolling everybody. Um, and uh, we shut them down. Um, and so I don't know, man. There's Listen, you and I can admit there's crazy things that happen to Jordan-Hare. And, <laughs> you know. Uh, we we are we have the talent on uh, we have the talent to win this game at home that we would not win this on the road no chance yeah uh, at, I agree at, at home we have enough talent to win this game I don't think we do but the talent is there to do it yeah and it's kind of like I mean I I'm kind of going into this the same way I did with LSU like I think there's a chance but honestly I if I'm kind of looking at it I think Georgia's got the edge for us so I yeah I, I think. That's that's the way this game's gonna go down. Um, let's go into our uh, last little segment here, an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. We had a lot of fun games this week. Um, there are some big SEC matchups. 
Jared, any any ones that you want to talk about to start off uh, that kind of stood out to you? <laughs> I mean, I think that Ole Miss and Arkansas were reminded of that they're Ole Miss and Arkansas, and that's not hmm. a knock on them. They're playing really good football, and they may beat Auburn, but they're not ready to go beat Bama and UGA, which I find hilarious because Lane Kiffin, I think, was a little cocky. I don't know if you saw the uh, pre <laughs> the pregame. They were asking questions, and he said – he answered it kind of snide, and then he said, go get your popcorn ready, and he threw the headset at somebody. Um, so I, I think he was expecting a different result. I don't know anybody at Arkansas that should have been thinking they were going to go in and beat Georgia, but apparently there were. I've, I've talked to several people. Um, so, yeah, that, that those those did not actually surprise me. I'm like, there's no way Nick Saban loses at home to Ole Miss. I was just like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, if last year would have never happened, it, they may have snuck up on them this year. But Alabama was so prepared for that, like, yeah, it wasn't going to happen. So, mm-hmm. and then Tennessee, I mean, ten, good gracious, I mean, Tennessee had, I think they had forty-two points, like with time still left in the second quarter. I mean, it was something crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I still, it, it kind of baffles me how much. Yeah, I, I think Lane Kiffin has changed, but he's still got that like just cocky kind of side of them and so i keep coming back to that that i mean everybody's kind of making it a you know meme or whatever of him saying oh grab your popcorn and you're like but your team just went down 35 to nothing like quick yeah and and looked inept and and alabama was just like yeah whatever lane (laughs) you can talk all you want um so I, i don't know there's a lot of talk around that but I, I I think also the main thing that I kind of got out of it was Alabama's they're they're going to stop you and their defense is really solid um, and in my opinion I think they're still number one in the nation though I've kind of heard debates is it Georgia or Alabama I think Alabama's I think that's Alabama um, at least at this point in time I, I um, do want I do want to add real quick because I don't know why but I. I've, I've always kind of found it fun. I don't think Jimbo's a great coach, and and they lost to Mississippi State, so I got a little chuckle out of that. I think it's great. <laughs> I mean, he literally owns Texas A&M. I mean, they can't they, – they owe him so much money, um, and they may turn this thing around. They may beat us, but, I like, they're just so boring to watch, and there's nothing innovative. And last year they won because they had, like, all seniors on the offensive line, and everybody – they just didn't make mistakes. Um, I don't think Jimbo's that great of a coach. And so I think it's funny that they're paying him a ton of money. So I want to throw that out there. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've almost always thought, okay, it's a good hire. Like he's a good coach. He's done well at places, even won a national championship. He did. Like, he beat Auburn. He did beat Auburn. But I don't think he's uh, he's all that everybody kind of chalks him up to be. And, and that's where I think that I draw my distinction. It's, it's he's good, but if you're a Texas A&M, at home, it was in a, or was it at home or it was at home right now? Yeah, it was at home. Yeah, like at home, you don't win. I mean, you should not lose that game. You got a hundred thousand fans behind you. Like, you should not be losing a game to a Mississippi State team um, like that. It just shouldn't happen. Yeah, I, I got a chuckle out of that. I don't know why. I just feel like it kind of rubs me the wrong way sometimes too with his interviews. So I kind of just take. I, I just liked it. They lost. I thought that was yeah. funny. Yeah. Kentucky beat Florida, and I don't even know if they had positive yards. It was, like, crazy. Kentucky had, like, I think they might have had uh, maybe 200 yards. I don't know. It was something. But, yeah, they, 
they um, they beat Florida, man. Yeah, this was one of the more slow games on on Saturday. It didn't seem to take off. Like the, I feel like some some people were hoping. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of I love that Dan Mullen has uh, now two losses, which. I saw a funny line out there, and I'm stealing this from somebody. Well, you can't spell Mullen without two L's. I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, what brilliant. He, what he said in the interview, somebody asked him about the game, and, or like like the Kentucky figuring them out, and he said, well, I don't think they figured us out. We had 300-something yards offense to their two-something, and everybody's ragging him. They're like, yeah, but they had 20 points to your 13. Like, <laughs> like you you coached the whole team, not just offense. So it was yeah. kind of funny. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. That was uh, – I don't – Dan Mullen, I think, is a good coach. Um, but he says some really weird things. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, that one surprised me. I thought they were going to beat Kentucky. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, I know Kentucky, they were 4-0 heading into that. Now they're 5-0. and But they shouldn't be beating Florida. Like a number ten team, and, and I think Florida. I mean, they've now lost in a very close one against Bama, and now Kentucky. I I think they're a better team than this, but it kind of showed that that Kentucky can play, and that's I don't know. I'm still kind of getting used to that, considering what well, was it just even last year they had a wide receiver at quarterback for most of the season. So it's like, yeah, what what are we doing? Yeah, they're real solid on defense. I mean, they're not they're nowhere near Georgia level. They're solid on defense. They do enough in the run game, passing game, they kind of still struggling, but yeah, they're just an, usually all around solid. They do have a turnover problem. I think they're terrible on that, but um it hadn't cost them cost them a game yet. Yeah. I do think, I mean, just based on this game, I thought Florida's really the only last SEC East team that could potentially rival uh, you know, winning the SEC East, and now, I mean, like this pretty much secures Georgia as the SEC champs, which is crazy to say. You know, to kind of going in five, you know, week five, but I just don't see. I mean, even if Florida comes back from this, they're not going to be able to win the East. So, good job, Georgia. You already won it, kind of. I mean, pretty, I'm I'm just getting giving it to them. Pretty much. I mean, the only thing that would stop that is, and I don't see any way Georgia loses two games, but if, if we somehow beat them and then Florida beats them, I guess that's a that's a two-way yeah. tie and Florida yep. win the head-to-head. But, yeah, I, I, that's about it. If Georgia beats us this weekend, um, I think you're right. I, th- I think it's theirs. Yeah. Um, okay, so, you know, last week we were talking about Vandy, and do you think they, they'll even win, I think, three or four games this season? Well, guess what? They did. They beat UConn, who UConn didn't have a win, but they, you know, they beat them. So <laughs> I'll give them a little clap for yeah. They they won they, a game. <laughs> they won the ball game they were playing in. So there you go. Um. Also, South Carolina beat Troy. I think that was uh, the score ended up being twenty three to fourteen. But South Carolina, I think, had multiple times where I think Troy could have could have won. Um, now the score doesn't really show that at the end of the game, but I think Troy had a legit chance for a lot of that game. Um, and uh, some of that was actually like South Carolina players just making dumb mistakes. And one of those dumb mistakes, I was watching it live and I was, I just laughed out loud. I was just like, are you kidding me? 
did this just happen? Was well, South Carolina player recovered a fumble, ran it back, and literally right before the goal line, flips the ball kind of in excitement and celebratory. And guess what? The ball went out of the end zone. They reviewed the play. He did actually, you know, toss the ball out of his hands before he got into the end zone. And then it became a touchback. And I think the the part that was the most hilarious was they they had a camera on the guy um, that ended up fumbling it and like literally tossed it out of the end zone. And he was just like, are you kidding me? What the heck? Um, It was beautiful. If you want to go on the East UT uh, Twitter account, I've got a great video of it um, that I posted. Um, Just great facial expressions. It's so good. Yeah, that that I just don't understand why players still do that. I don't know. Like, if I was them, I'd be like, I'm holding on to the ball. Like, if I was them, I'd just be holding on to the ball literally until, like, the ref, like, says, hand me the ball. <laughs> I mean, I, I would seriously be because this is not like, you know, okay, there's there, there's effort plays where you get penalties. But this right here, I would tell my players, if you ever get caught doing that, you will not play again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, you know, and hold them to that, so. Um, the final one that I did want to mention for the SEC um, is Tennessee beat Missouri, and they beat them pretty handily, 62-24. to Derek, any thoughts about that game uh, of, I feel like, SEC East kind of lower-hanging teams that aren't that great? <laughs> no. I mean, I, you know, good for them. I got like, several Tennessee fans. I saw that score and before half. I was like, wow. So, um, you know, maybe they can turn a quarter. I got no no problem with Tennessee, and the more competitive in the East is, the better. So, Yeah, same here. I mean, better because they're going to face Alabama, uh, you know, play Florida and Georgia harder. Like, I'm, I'm A-OK with that. Yes, so, sir. I would love to see Tennessee start that rebuild, which I feel like they've been hoping for for the last, like, 15 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> All right, Jared, any other comments or uh, anything else you want to say uh, about the Georgia game or any other games that happened this week? Um, no, other than the fact, so Harson, you know, he went down and did something we hadn't done in 20 years last week against LSU. If he beats Georgia and we know we've struggled with them, do they go ahead and build a statue now of him mm. or do we do we wait a couple more games? If we, okay, we better, okay, so hypothetically we beat Georgia and we even beat Saban this year. I, I think we do build a statue. <laughs> like that doesn't happen. I don't I think, think it. Like I think it's less than one percent chance that that happens. But if it does, you better get that molding set to figure out where you're putting that, and somewhere around the stadium. If he wins at LSU and beats Georgia and Alabama, I mean, forget about it. Just name the university after him. I mean, <laughs> Or, or A&M would probably give – if he wins this weekend, A&M probably will give Jimbo another extension. has nothing to do with them, but they just like giving him extensions. Oh, Harson beat Georgia. Here's more money, Jimbo. <laughs> yeah. We heard you might be looking for a different job. We yeah. want to pay you more. Yeah. Okay, I mean, Jimbo. I literally think they extended his contract right before the Arkansas. Like, they gave another oh – and, and now they've lost two, two games, and they play Alabama this week. Oh, my gosh. So, anyways, all right, I'm off my Jimbo uh, – soapbox i mean texas a&m they're about to be three and three and might i mean they're gonna be bowl eligible let's be honest by the end of the season but they they're not gonna be 
the team that I feel like they should be. <laughs> and that, that's just sad. That, that's sad for Texas A&M, especially with Texas about to come into the SEC. I feel like and getting that rivalry going back again, I, I want Texas A&M to be good again. But it seems like they're down. They're going downhill pretty quickly. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Jared, before you get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.